Oh yeah, your boy is back in Canada. Hello everyone, and welcome to episode number 15 of the Building Strength Podcast with your boy, Theo Lim. So as I mentioned, I just got across the border back into Canada. Feels good. Feels good. So time is currently 12 a.m. Sunday evening, Sunday night. I was in Springfield, New Jersey over the weekend for a two-day certification course with my boy, Joe DeFranco and Jim Smith. So I took a two-day course. It was, um, they call it the CPPS course, Certified Physical Preparation Specialist. Um, I took it mainly because I'm a really big fan of Joe DeFranco. Um, Joe DeFranco is a strength coach. He's one of the OG, like small group training, garage gym guys. Um, I've been following him ever since I started lifting, which is like 2006, 2007. Um, back from, he had one program I followed, uh, West, West Side for Skinny Bastards 2 and 3. Again, West Side for Skinny Bastards. <laughs> um, but, so yeah, it was just like, I follow him on his social media, I listen to his podcast, I read all his articles. I'm gonna link his website and Jim Smith's website because they both have really, really awesome stuff out there. So, I took it mainly because I'm a big fan. Um, and I, I figured like their course would be good anyway. I didn't really know what I was getting into, nor did I expect a whole lot. Um, and it went really well. I had a really good time, met some really cool people, met my boys, Jim and Joe. So that was really cool too. Um, it was just really cool to see them in person, especially Joe DeFranco. Like, it was just cool to see him in person after basically 10 years of following all of his material, learning from him. Like, basically a lot of what I do and a lot of what I know is from Joe DeFranco. Um, so it was really cool. So. Let me, let me backtrack a little bit. So I left on Friday, Friday at 12 p.m. from Toronto, and I arrived in New Jersey at 9 p.m. I drove there. It's about seven and, 750 kilometers one way. So I drove there. I think I took two stops. Um, I've, I think I have a fairly good experience with long distance driving now, especially like long distance solo driving. You just kind of have to be a bit smart about it. Like, I, I have a couple tips that I can share with you guys. I'll share that after. So, 
I arrived at 9 p.m. on Friday, and the course starts on the course started on Saturday morning. It ran from 8:30 to 6 on both days. Um, so there was a day one and day two. Day one was all about breathing. Like we spent at least three hours on breathing. Just breathing in different positions, how to cue breathing, the importance of breathing. And that's something I'm really, really big on. Like that's something I've been trying to um, communicate to everyone. Like the importance of breathing, the importance of efficient breathing. And so I was just, it was very refreshing to see that they also thought it was so important because we spent so much time on it. So we sp the first day was a lot of breathing, a lot of breath work, and then also a lot of assessment work. So just like how to assess a new client, the first time you see someone new, uh, what you should be looking for. And again, like just to preface all this, you guys, I've already basically said it, like I'm super biased because I'm such a big fan of Joe DeFranco and Jim Smith. Like basically, it's good and bad, it's good and bad that I basically agree with most of the things they say, like we're, our philosophies are so in line, right? Um, so breathing, assessments, that was day one. And then day two, we kind of, we got into warming up properly and also cueing the strength, the main strength lifts like barbell bench, barbell squat, barbell deadlifts. We actually didn't spend too much time on those things, which I'm pretty happy about because I feel really comfortable about those things. So it was mostly like, actually there is one, there's one thing I missed. We talked a lot about speed and power because these guys train a lot of athletes and a lot of the other coaches in the course train athletes as well. Um, so again, New Jersey, it just seemed like the culture was very different in terms of youth and high school sports compared to Toronto. Just like their, the culture, it's so, it's so big. Like everyone's playing baseball, all their kids are in like basketball or football from a very young age, right? So there's actually a demand for these strength coaches, which is great. Like there's actually a demand because people are willing to pay to put their kid into say, outside of their school athletics, there's like, baseball programs or off-season football programs. So we talked a lot about speed, developing speed, developing power, and that was really great too. So that was, that's like the basic overview of what we did. Um, I, I learned a lot. Again, a lot of it was like, I felt like I had the baseline knowledge and they went into they went into depth regarding some of these topics and it just added so much for me. Um, and it also, in a, 
selfish slash egotistic way, it kind of like cemented and reassured me that like I was on the right track. So overall, great weekend, had a lot of fun, learned a lot, it was great. Let me explain right now. So I initially didn't mean, I didn't plan to drive home tonight because I knew the course would end around 5.30 or 6. And the nine hour drive, the eight hour drive plus one or two breaks, which would be nine hours, would bring me to like one or 2 p.m. And I figured I would be tired after a whole day of getting my learning on but but yes on Saturday I had a Dunkin Donuts coffee after lunch that was around 2 p.m. it was their like medium cold brew coffee so this is America right their medium is like bigger than our large so the, the coffee was huge it, if I put an estimate it was at least 300 milligrams of caffeine so even on the Saturday and I'm a person who drinks a lot of coffee but I knew I didn't want to go overboard because I knew I was just kind of gonna be sitting in a gym and just listening to people talk taking notes so I figured there would be no real need for so much caffeine so I had a coffee in the morning and that medium cold brew from Dunkin Donuts at 2 p.m. and I kid you not, I kid you not, Saturday night, last night, I, I think I was up till about 1 or 2 a.m. and I was tired but I didn't like, I just couldn't fall asleep. I was so wired so that coffee was like it hit me for a solid 10 to 12 hours. So from Saturday, I knew that this coffee would do me well for this drive home. So I did the same thing today. I had a coffee in the morning because that's what life is all about. Coffee. Had a coffee in the morning. Had that medium, I'm doing the air quotes, medium, which was really like a large slash extra large the medium cold brew coffee from Dunkin Donuts and even it's 12:20 right now and I had this 10 hours ago I am awake I'm good I could drive for another five hours but I'll be hoping it in one hour so this is why I made that drive this drive home so let me go into some quick tips because as you guys, if you guys have listened to all the podcast episodes, I took a road trip around North America. That was like 25 to 30,000 kilometers. Solo kilometers, I was averaging like 300 kilometers to 900 per day. So I kind of had an idea of what I was getting myself into. But it had been so long since I drove that far the Friday going to New Jersey was a bit of a struggle. I remember being in the car for about two hours and I was like, shit, it's only been two hours and I have another six hours ahead of me. 
And then I messed up because I had a Starbucks coffee when I had a when I took a stop. And if you guys drink coffee, you know how that goes. I had to use the washroom within the half hour. So I started driving again and then I had to pull over again. And if you guys know pulling over, using the washroom, filling with gas, eating, that takes time. That eats into your day. That eats into how long it'll take you to get to your destination. So I learned from that mistake. A couple of quick tips. Water intake. Obviously drink water. I'm huge on water, but if you're gonna drive for long periods of time, maybe dial it back a little. And one thing I do because I'm big on I'm big on drinking water, I get thirsty very quickly. The key is just to sip a little instead of drink instead of taking big gulps of water. Sip a little, let it sit in your mouth, you know, get your lips wet, you know, make it feel like you're drinking a lot more water than you actually are. And then put it down. Another tip I'd say is to manage your food. So like have snacks, have good snacks that aren't gonna give you itis, like that aren't gonna make you wanna fall asleep. So what I did on the way, like on this drive, going back to Toronto, I crushed a whole box of granola, maybe a half a box, cause I already ate a whole bunch. So I ate a lot of granola, I ate a bunch of bread. So mostly carb sources, very light. Things that I could eat while I was driving. Um, I just, you know, stuck it between my legs and just went at it while driving. So manage your food, manage your food intake. On the way to New Jersey, my meal was 20 chicken nuggets. Because when you go to the States and they say $5 for 20 chicken nuggets, you buy 20 chicken nuggets. As you guys can tell, I'm super jacked up on caffeine right now. And this was, again, as I said, 10 hours ago. So I don't know what they put in that coffee, but it's fucking wild. Um, I had one more tip for driving. Yes, yes, one big one. Have some kind of entertainment. Have multiple kinds of entertainment. So what I do, is I loaded up on podcasts. As you guys know, I listen to a lot of podcasts while driving. I personally think it's the best time to listen to podcasts. So I loaded up on a couple podcasts that I wanted to listen to. My current go-tos, if you guys are interested, I listen to Tim Ferriss. I also like Lewis Howes. Those two, I really like. They're just so good at interviewing people and asking really good questions and just getting the most value out of their guests. So those two I really like, they talk a lot about mindset. Um, and then of course I listen to a Joe DeFranco podcast. And I think that's it on the way back. But anyway, so podcast is one, but I also have music. Music is two. And number three, good old silence. Because honestly, when you go for a long trip, you think you would listen to music for 
eight hours, but no, you get tired of that too. So I, what I typically do is I'll listen to music for one hour and then I will maybe listen to a podcast if I'm feeling it for an hour. Like say I start getting tired and I want some kind of mental stimulus, I'll listen to a podcast. And then after that, I'll drive, no music, no sounds, 30 minutes, one hour, just to let my brain chill, let myself chill, and also let it lets me absorb what I just listened to, whether that's a song or podcast. So have multiple types of entertainment. Another good one is audiobooks. I personally don't listen to audiobooks, but I think that would be really good as well. But I really think the key is having a variety of things. Just to keep things fresh, like I couldn't listen to nine hours of podcasts. That's just insane. Nor could I just sit here for nine hours in silence. I mean, I probably could, but do I want to? No. So those are my three tips. Liquid, intake, food consumption, and entertainment as you drive. And also shout outs to Google Maps. I would be completely useless without Google Maps. I don't even know. I don't even know. So those are my three tips for long distance drives. Obviously it would be a lot easier if you had a partner with you. You guys could switch back and forth. Because driving, the, the fatigue does set in. So what I typically do is I'll stop every three or four hours either to fill up gas or use the washroom or both. And if I don't have food, I'll grab food as well. But three to four hours is pretty good. And it'll, it also lets you stretch the legs. Um, because the fatigue does set in. Like at a certain point, you just can't concentrate on driving anymore. It's just, sometimes it's so mundane. Like on the way to New Jersey, I was on the same highway, the same straight, highway for 200 miles you guys don't understand how much it broke my heart when the Google Maps lady said stay on highway X for 200 miles I looked at my phone I looked at the map and my soul was crushed so again schedule just have a good idea of like when you start getting tired and when you should take a break so let's go back to the seminar the workshop certification course breathing mechanics so breath work i'm so so big on breathing outside of the gym and inside of the gym and if you can improve either of those the other one will get better so the idea behind breathing mechanics this is something I haven't had the I haven't built up enough experience to explain this very well yet like so I guess now is my time to practice but breathing mechanics it's different, right? Sometimes you know why something's important, but you just haven't had the experience and the, um, 
mostly the experience to convey this message, right? So breathing mechanics, why is it so important? There are a couple of reasons why. First of all, um, when we breathe better, breathing into our diaphragm, breathing into our inner core instead of our chest, we help to uh, develop our posture a little better. Like we restore our posture by breathing into our inner core, our diaphragm, our belly. Um, and it also helps us relax a lot more. Like if you compare how you feel when you breathe into your chest versus how you breathe into your belly, breathing into our chest activates a lot of our trap muscles and our neck muscles. And we breathe, I think the number is like 23,000 times a day or something like that. So imagine activating your traps and your neck 23,000 times a day. That's insane. So what that does, a lot of people deal with a tight neck, um, tight traps, tight upper back, and then this can also lead into headaches, chronic headaches, uh, migraines, and it just, that doesn't feel good at all, right? So the idea behind breathing into our diaphragm, our belly, our inner core, this will relax our neck, our traps, and as well as letting the bot, letting the whole body relax, not just the neck, not, not just the traps. Like that's such a big thing, right? Just breathing, breathing mindfully. Um, if you guys have ever meditated or just taking the time to breathe, uh, just a couple breaths. It'll, it really only takes one breath, but the longer you can do it, two breaths, three, five, 10, 20, like you're gonna be able to relax. And if you guys have tried this, you know that this works. So what happens with breathing into the chest and the nature of our daily lives? Like right now, the nature of our daily lives is very fast paced, right? It's always go, go, go. We're always rushing to the next thing. And there's always some kind of stress. Like, so when we don't think about breathing, if we're not conscious of our breathing, chances are we're breathing into the chest. So it's just a matter of practicing and becoming conscious of our breath. So this is something I've been pushing a lot. Again, if you guys follow me on Instagram, I'm all about the breathing. I'm all about matching the duration of your exhale to the duration of your inhale. So for example, I usually start people off with just two, two second inhales because that's very accessible. And a key thing here is breathing into the belly. So if you, what you can do right now is you can put one hand on your chest and one hand on your belly and just breathe normally. Don't overthink it too much, just breathe. Take a couple breaths. Three breaths is great. 
and just watch your hands. Watch your hand on your chest, watch your hand on your belly. And you'll see whether your hand on the belly rises first or your hand on the chest rises first. So what's happening here, if, your hand, if the hand on your chest rises first, your, the majority of your air is going into your chest. And as I said earlier, this is gonna activate your traps, your neck muscles, um, your upper back, and just doing this the whole day, every single day, for every like your whole life, this will catch up, right? So if you see the chest rising, just take note of that, and then on your next breath, try to bring, try to get that hand on the belly coming up first. And this is actually gonna let you take a deeper breath. So you're gonna you're gonna see the hand on the belly come up. And it's okay if you still want the chest to come up. You just don't want it to come up first. So what's happening now is you're gonna take that breath into the belly and you're gonna finish it off into the chest. So both hands will rise, just your belly will rise first. So if you guys lift weights, which if you're listening to this, you probably do. It, strength training is all about bracing the core right we want a big breath into that belly that diaphragm expand the rib cage in all directions 360 degrees this includes your low back your ribs just your obliques everything 360 degrees around your core and everything expands this is going to protect the spine um, under load because if we have a barbell on our back or we're picking something up off the ground we want that spine to be protected. So same idea here with the hands on the chest and the belly. I, I really like this drill. It's, it just teaches people in a very simple way what we're looking for. And you'll feel it. If you breathe into that belly, if you, feel, if you see that hand come up, you might also feel that low back tense up a little. And those are your muscles in the back like your erectors your spinal erectors activating and holding your spine together so that shit doesn't snap so i'm a big fan of matching your exhales with your inhales this is really key in just relaxing i always tell people okay so we start with two second inhale and we start with a two second exhale and we're just going to build upon this on the next breath, we're gonna try three seconds. On the next one after, we'll do four. One after that, we'll do five. And generally, by the time we get up to seven, eight, nine, ten, if you can get to ten, you're already relaxed. Okay, so we'll try this right now. Let's do it together. Why not? So, let's start with a two second inhale and a two second exhale. I'll do it. I'm not sure if you guys are gonna hear me breathe through the mic. You might, I think you will. I'm gonna bring it a little closer to my nose. So two second inhale. Two second exhale. Three second inhale. Again, into that belly guys. And three second exhale. I hope you're trying this because if you're just listening to me breathe, that's a bit weird. 
So just try it. We got the four seconds right here. And again, for you guys at home, just pick a number that works for you. Because if your nose is clogged up and this is causing you some kind of some anxiety, there it's counterproductive, right? So if two seconds is all you got right now, do two seconds. But over time, as you get better at breathing, I practice this a lot. I usually get up to eight to nine to 10 seconds. And again, as I said, by the time you get up there, you're gonna be super relaxed. So let's add one more component to this and then we'll move on. I think I initially learned this from practicing meditation. So now we're gonna do the same thing, except now we're gonna hold our breath both on the exhale and the inhale. So now we're gonna do a two second inhale. We're gonna hold our breath for two seconds. Then we'll do a two second exhale and then we'll hold that breath for two seconds as well. Then the next cycle will go to three, then four, then five. Again, this is a long cycle. Like if you do five second inhale, hold, exhale, hold, that's a 20 sec that's 20 seconds for one breath. So you don't need to do a lot of these at all. So again, we're gonna inhale, starting here for two seconds. Hold for two seconds, and exhale, and hold. And then three, and then four, and five. Um, Joe DeFranco and Jim Smith call this box breathing. I think they use the analogy of a square, like each line represents the inhale, the hold, the exhale, and the hold. I don't have a name for this yet. I'm gonna come up with one though. So we got the, so now you're matching, this takes it to another level. You're matching the inhales to the hold, and then your exhale to the, another hold. And what this does is, so this is a breathing practice, right? Of course, it's a breathing practice. This will help you, um, again, relax, de-stress, decompress. And for me, what this also does is like, in terms of a mindfulness practice, when you're holding your breath for an extended duration you there's not much else you can really think about like your your thoughts can't really wander because you're so focused on the fact that there's no air going into your lungs and your body like this is also the same um, if you guys ever have done cold showers or you finish off your shower with a cold like 30 seconds of just cold water this is really good for anxiety and learning how to just be in the now, like enjoy the moment and just be present. Cause these things like holding your breath and cold water exposure, like it's so, it demands so much of your attention that you, you just can't, 
just don't have the time nor the attention to think about other things. And this is a really great practice. Uh, but let me go back. So to finish that off, give that a try guys. Even just starting with the inhales and the exhales and matching the duration of your inhales with your exhales. And just learning how to breathe into that belly. And I promise you, if you guys practice this enough and you really embrace this practice, like the breath is our anchor. It's, it's something that we can always go back to. Like it's something we always have. No one, it can't really, it can't be taken away from us. Um, again, it's just a really, really good anchor. So back to breathing in terms of performance though. So in terms of performance, when we're talking about lifting weights or playing sports or just performance in general, our performance is driven by our ability to get into certain postures, certain positions as well as our mobility and flexibility, right? Like our ability to squat, like a heavy, heavy squat, is determined by whether we can get into our best position possible. So by learning how to optimize our breathing, get better at diaphragmatic breathing, this will actually help optimize our posture. Because if you guys, again, if you practice this breathing, you'll see like when you breathe into that belly and you breathe into that chest, your shoulders can't help but roll back. And that's one thing, again, like one of the detriments of our daily lives right now is that our shoulders are usually rounded forward. As I drive for, the ni for this eight hours, like most of this time is spent with my shoulders rolled forward. And then I'm gonna go home and maybe watch television or use the computer. And again, shoulders are rolled forward. So one thing with the breathing that you guys will notice is that if you practice this, the chest will come up, your shoulders will roll back and like your posture will be better. Like you'll stand taller, you'll sit taller. Um, it's just because now there's like, you're getting more air in there getting more oxygen into the body so anyway you're getting into a better posture by breathing better and by getting into better posture this will improve our performance um, same goes for I'm talking about the upper body right now but it's no different for the lower body as well just like learning how to breathe better is the key the key to unlocking your strength gains, your gym gains, your performance gains, everything. The breath, it starts with the breath. And again, it was just so refreshing to see how much time the two coaches spent on breathing before we even dived into anything else. They wanted us to get the breathing down. They wanted us to be able to coach the breathing and I'm all for it. So, 
I really hope I was able to explain the importance of breathing. I'm sure I've missed a couple things. Um, this is something I'm pretty passionate about. I was trying to think of a different word than passionate because that, that made me sound really, really lame. I'm passionate about breathing, but it's true, I am. So I really, really hope I was able to convey some of that importance, some of the benefits of breathing well, both for mindfulness practice, just relaxing, just de-stressing, and as well as performance. Um, in terms of the relaxing and de-stressing, I think this is a really, really big component that's missing in a lot of our lives right now. Um, I just think that not a lot of people give themselves time to just decompress, breathe, and just relax and chill. Um, like you guys, you guys know this. You know, when you're really stressed out and you just take that big inhale. And it feels good. It does feel good. So, the point I'm trying to make is that we should um, be moving towards integrating more breath work, more practice with breathing into our everyday lives. Like, this is only going to benefit us. It's not going to take anything away from us at all. Again, use the breath as an anchor. It's the anchor. I think I'm going to leave it at that, guys. As always, thank you so much for listening. If you guys take away one thing from this episode, try that breathing practice. Try matching your exhales to your inhales and then try including the holds. So now you're matching your inhales to your exhales and holding your breath in between as well. So again, thank you guys for listening. I really appreciate it. I hope you guys have a great day. Just breathe, baby. Until next time. Peace.